Thanks to Brock. He's provided us a couple of audio vanity cards this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. So you can check that out via the Kelly and Company podcast, the full show podcast. You can simply subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, folks, give us a rating and review if you have time. You can also listen to the show in segment form. In case you have a contributor that's your favorite and you really want to just check them out, go ahead. Maybe time's a little short. Do it that way. Subscribe to the podcast. You may have a segment. This one coming up. You might catch halfway through and say, hey, you know what? I want to go back and listen to that again. Do it via the Kelly and Company podcast available to you using your favorite podcatcher. Kelly McDonald here. Thank you for being with us on Thursday. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. Brock Richardson at the home studio in Kitchener. Rock climbing is a sport that requires skill and muscles. And it's a sport that people with or without disabilities can take part in. Joining us now with more details is Terry Hodnot, a member of the Canadian Adaptive Climbing Society. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about this wonderful sport. Oh, thank you for having me on. Can we start, if we could, by talking about how you yourself got involved in rock climbing? Well, Brock, it's kind of, it was a funny coincidence. A neighbor of, uh, of myself and my wife asked us to go try rock climbing one night just for a, for a laugh. And we went to Junction Climbing Center here in London, and we tried it out. And it, it was, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal exercise, of course, and it, it's a mind and body uh, kind of workout. We were hooked. My wife and I both were hooked after the very first try. We went back the very next day and signed up for a two-week belay course, which qualified us both to be belayers so we could belay one another in climbs that didn't have what they call auto belays. And from there on, we were hooked. We went three days a week uh, all through, except during the pandemic when it was a little closed. But other than that, we've been doing three days a week for almost four years. So I... uh I, Terry, when you first talked to me about going and just, you know, the, how we caught you, grabbed onto you, I was a bit surprised because I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, you Terry, like I would have thought this something you, you tried a long time ago and maybe were interested, had done it, wore it all out and everything like that. So it's, it's amazing to see when something you try grabs a hold of you. Uh, for the listeners who may not be familiar with the sport, can you explain how rock climbing works? Sure. Uh, rock climbing, it, you, you're harnessed in, so it's an extremely safe sport. People think of rock climbing as really dangerous. Well, it's, it's actually very safe, especially the kind I do, which is called top rope. So you're harnessed in, the harness comes around your waist, the rope is attaching at the front. There's literally two connection points and almost no damage. You might fall off a hold and bang your knuckles on the wall or something, but other than that, it's a very, very safe sport. The climbs are rated from... 5.4 to 5.14. Now, the 5 simply means that it's a vertical climb and not a slope. Right. The other mar- marking after the point is how difficult it is, 4 being the least, of course, and 14 being the most difficult. Uh, when you're talking about a 4, Kelly, you're talking about something that's just like a ladder. Yeah. Like it, it's very simple to climb. And, and I think you've tried it before, have you not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we tried it on blindsided, and it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. We also tried it as a tryouts uh, week event uh, for Kelly and Company. Oh, excellent. Well, we um, I'm actually part of, of uh, another group that just started here in London called Rise Above, and it was started by a friend of mine who's also a fellow climber. She's been climbing for years, and then she broke her neck 
in a home accident back in 2021. So she was has she has some paralyzed uh, mobility in her lower lower body. She can't use her legs very well, and she decided to get back into it. Even though after her accident, she had a hard time before she could even walk. So this is a sport that she is very, very passionate about, and she wants to show everybody that anybody can do it. You can be in a wheelchair, you can be on crutches, you can be blind, you can be deaf and blind. It doesn't matter. There's a part in rock climbing for everybody. And she was passionate about it before her accident, right? Very much so. And I think when she did break her neck, she didn't think she'd ever be going back to it. But now she's just, she competed down in the uh, World Cup in uh, Utah back in May, and she met all different disabilities climbing at the uh, disability climbing down there. And, and she was just overjoyed with how welcoming they were and, and the fact that they made it work for everybody. And so how many different types of rock climbing is there specifically? Well, there's, there's bouldering, which basically you don't use a hardness for. It's lower walls. In our gym, for instance, the boulder walls are 15 feet high. You would climb, there are bigger holds, and it's all free climbing, and then you, you either climb down or you drop down to these huge padded mats. I'm not a big fan of that because I don't like falling and not knowing how I'm going to hit. Uh, <laughs> on the rock walls, there's top rope, which we do, my wife and I, and it's a rope. It goes up over a, a, a sort of a reel at the top. Your belayer hauls in the slack as you go up. So basically, if you fall off, you're just hanging there. There's lead climbing, which is the same kind of climbing, but you're climbing free and you're hooking into these hooks as you go up. So if you fall, you only fall maybe six feet. And then, of course, there's the outdoor uh, trad climbing, which is the crazy people that climb with no harness, no anything, and just climb mountains. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Now let's get into the, as we touched upon, Terry, uh, the, the, ver- the diversity out there of people with disabilities that are climbing. And, you know, this really becomes that thing that you can do just as much as anyone else in a way that works best for you. But what is the Canadian Adaptive Climbing Society all about? Well, it's all about getting anybody, the Canadian Adaptive Climbing Society, we kind of got wind of them in Toronto, and they're trying to get different people in to try to sport because it's just becoming known to the the disabled uh, community, really, Kel. The first national uh, disabled climbing is going to be in uh, Coquitlam, B.C. in December. I'm actually going to go out and climb in that. I'm making my my run for the Olympics at almost 60 years old. Uh, (laughs) I'm doing it for fun. It's it's an awesome sport, but this is going to be our first. Um, you know, we have people who are totally paralyzed from the waist down climbing. So you, you've got to imagine how strong their upper bodies have to be. We have people who, uh, a good friend of mine who also is in the rise above Jeremy, he has one amputated uh, leg from the knee down. We have another gentleman who I met who was down in the World Cup. His, uh, he's told, uh, partially blind. He would be a B3, which has a fair bit of sight. And he found rock climbing um, few years ago and he's very very passionate about it so we have all levels of blindness we have all levels of disability as far as mobility goes and anybody's welcome i love it um what kind of equipment is required if you decide to do this that's the great thing brock it's really unlike hockey or something where you spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars rock climbing you can start with a pair of climbing shoes and a harness that's all you really need. If you go to a gym, they have the ropes and everything there. You can learn how to climb. Um, your harness, 
they run around $150, your shoes, well, they can range from 100 to several hundred, depending what you get. But for a couple of hundred dollars, you're basically outfitted to climb. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Really great. And like you say, it's that, that time in the, in, in the facility where you have so many different types of climbs, ways, so one could not necessarily get, oh, I've done this one 40 times this year because there, there's quite <laughs> a diversity. Um, Terry, let's talk about diversity, though, because you guys have an upcoming event in London here in September, uh, later on, I think the 24th, I'm going off the top of my head. Tell us yep. a little bit about yep, this. You're- Right on the money, Cal. It's the Rise Above, and it's at Junction Climbing Center. It will be 6.30 to 9.30 in the evening. Uh, there is a sign-up if you go to Rise Above website, riseabove.ca. Uh, the cost is hopefully $20, but if you can't afford it, you can sign up for zero. It's, it's, we just want to get people out to try it. For nice. instance, visually impaired people, we have headsets, so they will, when I'm climbing, my wife will wear the other headset, and she will call the holds to me if I want to do a specific color because there could be two or three different climbs on one rope, and they each have a different color in the gym. Now, when we climb competitively, Kel, that's different. There's only one yeah. climb on the wall, so whatever you get you, can, you is fair yeah, game. You're a fair but, game to use it. Exactly. But yeah. in the gym, there could be two or three on a rope, and they change. Our setters in the gym are amazing. They're changing the climbs all the time, so it's never stale. Nice. Uh, but that uh, night, it's going to be at Junction, a great time to come out and try the sport. You know, I'd, I'd love to see some people come out from the London area or anybody who else wants to come into London. And after the uh, climbing is done, Kel, there happens to be a brewery right next door. Oh, my goodness. So you'll be climbing into a few of those uh, uh, those <laughs> pints, I know. Wow, that's amazing. Terry, with, with you going out in December, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this, and we'll quickly in a second give um, really what you guys need if anyone wants to you know, let you know they're coming out there, and we'll, of course, uh, keep track of the, the information. Will you get a chance in December beforehand to take a look in any capacity, is it worth it to, to, as a blind person to see where you're going to be climbing in any way? What would you, before the competition begins, want to check out? You can't, the, the thing with a competition climb, Kel, is you can't see the climbs ahead of time, whether you're right. excited, blind, whatever. They will not let you in to see it. It's kind of a, you go in, you try to climb blind, so to speak. It's awesome. uh, it's called a beta when you, when you see a climb and just, and do it. Uh, the one in December, we go out for the Thursday, Friday for qualifications. Uh, that's for classifications, I should say. So they put you in B1, B2, whatever. Saturday is a qualification, and Sunday is a competition climb. Um, I don't know how much participation is going to be. I'm hoping there's quite a bit. It's, uh, it's becoming more and more well-known, and it's going to be an awesome first time. Sounds very, very cool. Uh, we loved having you on. Can you very quickly just tell us how people can get involved, just very quickly? Certainly. Anybody who wants to take part that night can go to the riseaboveclimbing.ca, and there's a link there where they can uh, actually sign up for the event. They are also welcome, Kel, if there's any issues with that, to call. Uh, they can actually call my number because I'm, uh, I'm one of the event coordinators. So my number is 519-432-8319, and you're welcome to pass that along. Uh, anybody who cannot afford the $20, that is not a deterrent. If you're interested awesome. and you're going to show up, definitely contact us. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was Terry Hodnot talking to us about Adaptive Climbing Society, as he's a member. 
In the next hour, we'll check in with our friends from CNIB Smart Life. We have the weekly roundtable, but up next, Bill Shackleton. Time for the buzz.